acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was wooden. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Scott, I got to tell you, we're going to try something a little bit different today. I've got to, I've got to ask you questions not related to cars. Not related to cars. Okay. Not, not well, not yet, not entirely. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Now, now take this seriously, because uh, it sounds like a joke. Would you say you're a person who believes in the supernatural? No. I didn't even hesitate, did I? No, no not, I just, a, not I, at all. You know, I just don't. I just don't. You don't? So no, none really of don't. it? No, I, I got to say I don't. I've, I've just never been a believer in that. So psychics, telepathy, No, werewolves. no, I'm not up for the palm readings or anything like King, that. King Tut's curse? Um, no. no. What about no, what no. about the James Dean curse? <laughs> that falls right in line with this, but um, no, I don't. I don't think. Not I really. It. I don't think I buy it. But I got to tell you, there's some really interesting things that go along with it that are, you know, undeniable things that have happened that are hard to explain, and you know, we're going to talk about them. But they, again, they're just they're difficult to explain. But I, again, I don't believe in the mm-hmm. curse. I, I I see where you're coming from. We'll catch yeah. our our folks up to speed real quick. What? Well. Oh, turn you're not going to let me turn slide. It. No, I'm not going to let you slide turnabout here. So um, what do you think? you believe? Oh, man. Okay. This is going to sound like such a ride-the-fence answer, <laughs> but I, I'm being 100% honest with you. I believe that a lot of the things society thinks are supernatural do exist in some form, but I believe that we will eventually be able to explain them. So for me, um, for instance, you know, uh, what, what was one of the examples you used? I just said uh, telepathy, for mm-hmm. instance, or something like that. King Tut's curse. Okay, King Tut's curse even. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe something like that exists, and maybe all the effects we perceive are accurate, but I think the underlying ca- causes are discernible, mm. and I think they are maybe – 
maybe not as scary or supernatural as we believe. Okay, I'll put you down for a no. Okay, let's go on to the... Okay. No, 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 you got no. me. Yeah. Put me down for a no. Put <laughs> okay. me down for a no. No curses from Scott and Ben. <laughs> well, you're saying no eventually. Right now, you're, you're saying that it's, it's hard to explain. I don't know how it happens, but maybe we'll come up with a way to, to explain it away. Right. Like, okay, okay. let's... I, I mean, not to get too well, tangential, but if you're in the Middle Ages, mm -hmm. you travel through time, and you go and see a television where Lord of the Rings is on HBO, it's going to rock your world, <laughs> and you're going to think it's magic, you know? Yeah, I can understand Or if that. you hop in a car, or if you hop in a Porsche, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't have to be cursed. Ah, uh, okay. I see where you're going. Yeah. Okay. So we're going with uh, with James Dean. Yeah, we, we mentioned it earlier, and yeah. I'm sure a lot of listeners have probably have a little bit of knowledge about this, so they're thinking to this point, what are these guys talking about? Why are they talking about curses and mm -hmm. um, why are you talking about supernatural things happening well if you know anything about james dean he was killed in a in a car wreck in 1955 and his car is said to be cursed now that's kind of an odd thing to say and we'll, we'll figure it all out in a moment here but sure. um i guess we should start at the beginning and we'll just kind of logically go through this thing and, and figure out you know who he was how he was killed what the curse entails and mm -hmm. you know where is this car now and what's it up to okay yeah <laughs> if you want to say it that way that's, that's a, really good so that's the, kind of a funny way to say it but you know mm -hmm. where is it so uh very quickly james dean uh was a famous actor who was only in a few movies the most famous of which was probably rebel without a cause mm -hmm. and uh when he died in this car accident with his racing uh, with his racing Porsche. Well, I say Porsche, you say Porsche. Mm, well, so. either one. We'll probably go back and forth. We've talked okay. about this. Yeah. When, when, he, when he died, he was quite young. Yeah, he was 24. 24, yeah. which is younger than both of us. Yep, that's right. And he was with his mechanic at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and they wrecked head-on into another vehicle in Salinas, California. This happened September 30th, 1955. Um, they were, he was actually headed to a race in that car. Um, back roads in Salinas, California. He was headed down the highway probably, well, he was going too fast really because he was supposedly in the break-in period for this uh, new racing Porsche that he had, and he was headed to a race. Mm -hmm. uh, again, with his mechanic, the guy uh, headed the other direction, turned left in front of them, you know, to turn onto a side road, and uh, they collided. Dean was killed at the, at the scene. Uh, I guess he lived a few minutes after the wreck, but not long. Sure. Uh, the mechanic was thrown from the car and lived. And the other driver was just, you know, slight injuries, nothing nothing major at all. Mr. Turnipseed. Yeah, that's right. Turnipseed. Yeah, that's a strange yeah. name, huh? So what happens to this car after the accident? Okay. Here's where this this gets a little nuts. Okay. This is where the curse begins. Yeah. This is where the curse begins. And, and I'm going to go through this kind of in a chronological order here because um, some, some unusual happenings. Maybe, okay. And stuff that's pretty difficult to explain away. Coincidence? Sure, but it just seems like it, you get to a point where how much more can happen around this vehicle. And and you'll understand what I mean as we get to it here. And you can stop me at any point. Um, now, after the wreck, um, and there's some things that happened before the wreck that we'll talk about later, too. There's some ironic okay. twists to this whole thing. So um, after the wreck, now, the the, uh, the Porsche is a, the Spider is a rear-engine vehicle. So that's important to know because the, the accident was a head-on collision. The back end of the car was relatively decent shape, salvageable. Mm -hmm. um, 
someone you know they could they could buy the parts and this was a rare racing Porsche so it's very it's high valuable. Yeah, right? yeah yeah this is one of I think five that was delivered uh, to the states at the time in that in that year the, um, so very rare um, the motor and transaxle were purchased by Dr Estrich and Dr Estrich was also a, a racer at the time a sports car racer that was big in uh, Southern California at the time, sports car racing. Um, he used the engine in a Lotus car. He placed it in his own own vehicle. He loaned other parts to uh, another doctor that he knew, Dr. Troy McHenry. Okay, now 13 months later, 13 months after he you know purchased this stuff, uh, McHenry was killed in a car wreck in a race where he, his car smashed into a tree. Now, not terribly unusual. However, now he had you know parts from the Dean car in his car. Mm-hmm. At the time, in the same race on the same day, in a separate accident, um, Doctor Estrich was also what they they just said severely injured in an accident, also using parts from this Dean vehicle. Thirteen so months later, for this both is thirteen of them. months okay. later, and this is on the exact same day, same race, and both cars happen to have parts from Dean's, you know, death car. I guess if you want to call it that, the well, the, the Porsche Spider. Let's play detective. I'm going to be taking some notes while we're doing okay. this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right, sure. I mean, you can feel free to shoot holes in any of this because I'm sure there's, you know, angles you can take on all this. But um, now as for the body of the car. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that's kind of the start of this whole thing. That's where everybody kind of said, well, that's a little unusual. You know, that mm-hmm. Dean was killed in this accident and here, you know, these parts are used. And what do you know? Another race car driver killed, another one injured. Mm-hmm. So this is where it all starts. And from here it gets even stranger. Um, George Barris, who we've talked about in previous podcasts. Yes, the uh, architect of many uh, popular and iconic vehicles. That's right. Um, Hollywood. Um, he yeah. builds a lot of movie cars. Mm-hmm. Um, George Barris bought the car body, and he took it on tour with um, the National Safety Council. Now, the National Safety Council was, you know, using this vehicle, you know, kind of showing uh, students, young young kids, what you know, what speed could do, I guess, because James Dean was such an influence, influential character at the time mm-hmm. that... Um, a lot of people were really upset by this whole thing, of course, and you know they they you know saw him in Rebel Without a Cause, and you know that was kind of someone to look up to. Well, look what happens if you speed on the on the highway. You know, the, here's this smashed up car, and look what happened. Don't let this happen to you, type thing, right? Yeah. Okay, I overexplained that, but no, no, it makes um, sense. So he bought this just really destroyed shell of a car, just mangled, mangled uh, the, the Porsche Spider, and it went on tour. When the car was delivered to Barris's shop in California, um, it fell off. It, this is just when it's being delivered. It fell off of the dolly that was being carried on and crushed the legs of the attendant that were uh, that was there, and you know, of course, broke his legs. Um, so that's kind of another strike against this thing, right? Just yeah. kind of a, a bad luck. You know, that can happen, I guess. But again, here we are talking about you know, Dean's death car. Mm-hmm. Strange. Um, so the vehicle vehicle goes on tour and. There are actually a number of really odd occurrences that happen on tour. Now, I've heard of you know the, the vehicle actually rolled off the uh, off the stand and, and crushed a student. Um, I don't know how injured the student was, or you know if the mm-hmm. student was killed or whatever. But um, there are a lot of varying um, remarks that have been made about this thing. Are they and, anecdotes? Well, I don't know. I don't know if some of them are you know just piling on. You know, saying that oh yeah, and I heard it happen. You know, this happened as well. Sure. This is a pretty good list that was uh, compiled from, you know, Barris, who was the owner of the car at the time, mm-hmm. said this is what happened. So we're going with this, you know, okay. as, as being factual to a point. I mean, he's not with it the whole time. We'll, you know, but you get reports of what happened to this vehicle anyway. Okay. 
Have I explained that enough away? That's awesome. No, <laughs> so no. so this, car, this car is still on tour with the National Safety Council. All right. Um, it's stored in a garage in Fresno, California. Okay. And now remember, just stored in a garage. The, the garage burns down that this thing is stored in. And weird. Now, this is the weird part. I, I think that the car, that, that Dean's car, was unharmed. Every other car or every other vehicle that was in there or whatever was in that garage is destroyed. The car is left unharmed. So that's a little odd. Right? That is odd. Okay, yeah. strange. All right, but it happens. You know, garages uh-huh. burn down, so you can you can argue with that. And that way. the vehicle might not look as damaged because it was already a wreck. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, I guess it would be charred. You know, it would. You know, yeah, if it, was, if it was in a vehicle or a whatever mm-hmm. in a, a building that burned down. All right. Later, the car is being transported back to get the Salinas, California, where the accident, the original accident happened. The driver has the the vehicle on. You know, it's been on this tour. The driver, the driver has it on a flatbed uh, in the back of a truck, and the truck. Now, this is the report: the truck skidded. The driver was thrown from the truck and then crushed by the car that was on the flatbed. So the the car wow. that was on. So the mm-hmm. again, Dean's car crushes another person and kills him. This is starting to sound like it's, the plot of Christine. It's a little odd, isn't it? I mean, it really is strange. Now, a lot of coincidences. Now, I, I yeah, I don't know if I've ever heard of another car where this type of thing has happened. Okay, later, this is much later. This is kind of the end of it, I guess, here, really. But um, in 1958, again, still owned by Barris, the car was in Florida, somewhere in Florida. I don't remember which city. Mm -hmm. It was loaded onto a truck for transport. Um, I'm assuming that it was a covered truck because what happened. The truck arrives in California at Barris' shop eight days later, and they open it up, and the truck is empty. The car's gone, missing. The spider's... Spider's gone. Spider's left the convoy. That's yeah, crazy. That's right. It's gone. The uh, The body of James Dean's Porsche spider is missing. And to this date, Ben, they have never been able to locate that body. They don't know where it is. And I watched a video, um, I think it was a YouTube video, a person that's a historian, someone who, you know, mm-hmm. looks into this thing, you know, deeply, um, you know, a Porsche historian... Um, said that he has never come across anybody that's, that claims to have a part of that car as a souvenir. So, you know, if somebody did take it from there, you know, as to piece it out for, you know, for, for money, sure. you know, because it would be very valuable, um, souvenir hunters, um, no one no one has ever claimed to have a piece of that car, um, you know, f- that body from that car that disappeared in 1958. Which is... Uh, really an anomaly if you think about it because so much time has passed yeah it's been more than 50 years now somebody mm-hmm. would have turned you, you would think so okay man so. before i know you said we've got some some well, twilight zone moments before it happened yeah there, but there's one there's one, one more, more tiny tiny little thing here and what happened well there, there's still there's really no no occurrence here yet that okay. i know of and this again this is from that video that i watched this youtube video sure the transaxle ended up in the hands of a, a Porsche collector. His name is Jack Stiles in Boston. And he has restored a Porsche Spider, exactly like Dean's, the uh, the same model. Um, using that transaxle, he can tell, you know, which one it is because of the uh, the, the code that's stamped on it, the, uh, you know, the, the number. Uh-huh. And he's using it for racing. So we'll, I guess we'll see what happens. And I don't know if anything has happened because this video looked like it was an older video that I okay. watched. I don't know if he has had any kind of an accident or occurrence in that vehicle. Mm-hmm. I just haven't heard about it. See, okay, and before we go to the the strange things that happened before the accident, mm-hmm. I, I do want to say, yes, I completely agree. 
that is spooky, especially the disappearance mm -hmm. and especially the way the information is positioned because that would be, let's see, that would be a total of three deaths counting Dean, right? There's the there's Dean, the, the doctor, and then there is the truck driver. Yes. Okay. But I would also, except for the case of the truck driver, um, the two deaths there, you, we have to consider I discount the doctor's death a little bit as well as the other doctor's injuries because it sounds – for people who really believe in this kind of stuff, it could sound like it really happened because of some supernatural cause, but more likely it happened because all three of these men were driving very high-performance, very fast vehicles mm -hmm. without some of the safety uh, equipment that we have come to take for granted today. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about open cockpit racing in Southern California, sports car racing in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be surprised if they had more than a lap belt at the time. Yeah. I, I'd be surprised. They may have, but probably not. Um, and for the uh, – yeah, so you see what I'm saying? It might be, it might be not, not to uh, be a party pooper for, I guess, the curse enthusiast, but we should also consider that perhaps some of this information has been cherry-picked. Uh, how many – now we'll go into relative – or not relativism, but we'll go into a uh, – a kind of murky area of the argument, how many different stops for the National Safety Council did this shell make where no one was injured? Yeah, yeah. probably made much, uh, I should say, many more stops mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, that, that were incident-free versus mm -hmm. the ones where something happened. And I don't know if, you know, who knows how many that is over the years because apparently it toured for years. Oh, and yeah. And if it disappeared in 1958 while it was still on this tour, mm -hmm. And we're talking about the initial incident, which was, I want to say, in 1956, but I'm 56. not entirely sure of that. Um, yeah, I could have made, I mean, a couple of hundred stops maybe. I, yeah. I don't really know the, the schedule of the National Safety Council, you know, where it went, how often it, you know, mm -hmm. made moves. And I guess anytime you move something like that, there's a danger that it could fall on somebody. It could, um, you know, during shipping it could have, you know, there could be some kind of incident that happens that's fair. Car. Yeah, but then also the true believers, uh, which I'll represent in case uh, somebody's listening <laughs> and getting mad about this, it is also true that there could have been a lot of injuries that we just haven't heard of. That's true. Yeah, there could be so more. So it goes both ways. Yeah, and actually there there are more smaller incidents here and there. There, there mm -hmm. It depends on which um, which list you go by or who you, you know what information you, you look at because – Mm -hmm. Some are very detailed and have a lot more information than than I gave you here today. Even sure. that you know there were a lot of injuries along the way that are associated with this car, but un, unsubstantiated in yeah, some ways. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because you know that was just it. It, it all it's kind of self sustaining. It feeds into itself. You know, sure. people say, "Oh, that car is cursed," and and mm -hmm. uh, you know things are things are happening around it. So you're watching for something to happen around it, or or um, mm -hmm. you know anything any little thing that happens around it. You know that's attributed to that curse. I, yeah, I could totally see. And some people say that's the same thing with King Tut's curse, you but know. But you do have to admit, I mean, even what Where we just is said, it? you Where do have it? to admit that those are some pretty interesting, uh, I guess, circumstances that surround that vehicle. Quite a stack of circumstances. Yes, yes it is. I mean, I, I would challenge you to find another car. There may be, but, I mean, it, it would be difficult to find another car mm -hmm. that has a similar history. We yeah we should do something on urban legends and yeah. cars that'd be fun and but, you know what, what? oh I'm sorry I didn't mean to no, cut no. you off but I'll tell you what maybe the the most intriguing thing about this whole thing is and we're we're 
not done yet. We'll, we'll have a little bit more to talk about. But yeah. the most intriguing thing about this whole thing to me is that that car is still out there, is that no one knows where that car is. It's it's like buried treasure. It's just that's that's exciting to me. It's like the, the you know, the barn find. Of the century. Uh, well, yeah, or even better. I mean, just yeah. where did it go? Because there's such – uh, such mystery and such mm-hmm. um, um, circumstance surrounding this car, it would be just unbelievable if someone were to turn up that car right now and find out where it had been this entire time. And yeah, what happened to? Because I'm sure they, I'm sure uh, Bears tried to find it, but if he didn't have any luck, I, I don't know if he did or not, Ben. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm just not sure. I mean, I would think that he would look into it. Of course, you know, this yeah. is a, a valuable piece of property for him. Sure, um, but. I, I don't know how much effort he put into finding it or if he really even did do that. I, yeah. I just can't say for sure. Yeah, we're verging on to some, some very para- – I don't want to say paranormal. We won't say that yet. Curious stuff. Yeah. But tell me what happened because you've already you've already mentioned this to me before, but our listeners need to know about the what happened specifically. You know what I'm talking about before Dean yeah, there, died. Yeah, well, there are several things that happened before he died. Um one is that two weeks before he was killed, now remember the car went on tour with the National Safety Council. Mm-hmm. He did a PSA, uh, public service announcement, on television for um, the National Safety Council. Mm-hmm. And he was shooting a film at the time. And so you can actually watch it online if you, if you search for it, James Dean. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Public service announcement. At the end of this, the last thing that he says in this public service announcement is, drive safely, the life you may save be, may be mine. Drive safely, the life you save may be mine. Yeah, and within this PSA, he's urging young drivers to, to take it easy on the road because he's he's a race car driver and he really has no urge to speed on the highway that, you know, he's he's done with that because now he can do it in a safe place where he can, you know, he's, mm. he's in control, he knows what the other drivers are going to do, where on the highway, he's unsure. You know, he just doesn't know what, what's going to happen around him, so he's he's urging young drivers to take it easy. Okay, I you know what, maybe that's... That is a coincidence because it happens in, in an interesting uh, arrangement chronologically. But mm-hmm. I, I think, if anything, that's more, I guess, sad than than it is unsettling, you mm-hmm. know. Understood. Yeah. Um, now, there's one other thing here. And searching through my notes here, but, um, you know, I'm just going to wing it. Wing it. Alec Guinness. Do you know who Alec Guinness is? Uh, Alec Guinness is an actor, isn't he? Yes. I uh, eventually became Obi-Wan Kenobi. You may know him as Obi. Obi-Wan. Yeah. Okay. Alec Guinness. I guess throughout his career, he was able to tell this story. Um, that Now, this comes from Snopes. I read this in Snopes. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know what? Actually, I just found it in my notes here. But this is a week before Dean's death. So this is in between the PSA mm-hmm. and Dean's death. Okay. That we just talked about. Wow, in that two-week space. Okay, in that two-week space. So here's another week later. There's a set of circumstances. Again, you can read about it on Snopes sure. to find out you know, what it was. But um, Alec Guinness and Thelma Moss were, were in Hollywood or wherever they were. I'm trying to think of where they were right now. It doesn't, it's not important. They came across James Dean. Okay. And Dean said, hey, come on over here. I'll share a table with you for dinner, you know, whatever. It was just kind of a, a casual meeting. They were mm-hmm. happy. And they, but as the way, on their way back to the restaurant, James Dean says, hey, come here for a second. I want to show you something. And he shows him his brand-new Porsche, uh, Porsche Spider. And he had just, just received it. It was brand-new, right? He had just got it. Okay. And they said, no, it looks pretty fast. He says, oh, yeah, it'll do it about 150. You know, he was pretty proud of it. 
Alec Guinness takes one look at the car and he says that he's sure that he's going to be killed in that car. Um, he, in fact, yeah, I'll read it to you. He says, it, he, <laughs> and he says, he said it in a voice that he said he could hardly recognize as his own voice. This is Alec Guinness. He said, I could hardly recognize this as my own voice. Please never get in it. Yeah, I looked, and then he looked at his watch and he said, it's now 10 o'clock, Friday the 23rd of September, 1955. If you get in that car, you will be found dead in it by this time next week. Now, that was, you know, a strange thing to say. Sure. No doubt. Now, Dean, of course, laughed it off and he said, don't, you know, don't be so mean about it, you know, because uh-huh. it's a brand new car. He's very excited. Seven days later, at 5.45 p.m. on the 30th of September, 1955, he was killed in that car. So almost exactly to the moment that uh, that Alex said this sure. is when it happened. Okay. I'll give you that one. Crazy. I'll give you that yeah. one, Scott. That yeah. one's crazy. Yeah. Okay. The day of his death. Mm-hmm. And now he's headed to this race. He was warned four times, according to one account, to slow down, take it easy on the road. Um, he received a ticket from a police officer where he told him to slow down. There was someone in a diner that told him to slow down, that, you know, he wasn't, uh, he was going too fast. And there were two other, and I forget who it was. I, don't, mm-hmm. I just don't remember. I apologize. But sure. um, four times on the very day of his death, he was told, slow down. You know, you're, you're going too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, something's going to happen. And so there's just incident after incident after incident. Yeah. Where this, this is, you know, leading up to this guy's death. And, and just... It do, it really does seem like it was almost inevitable, mm-hmm. like it could have been avoided, but it wasn't. It just it just it was fate almost is what it seems like. It almost does seem like fate. Yeah, and I I got to tell you I don't know if I have a whole lot more to share about this right mm-hmm. now, but um, it's interesting to think that after after this incident is is this car? I mean the question is. Is this car sinister in some way? Did it did it mm-hmm. did it continue to kill after it killed James Dean, or <laughs> can you say even that it killed James Dean? I mean, right. he was of course in charge of the car. He right. didn't. The car didn't do anything on its is, own. What we're really saying is, is this car cursed? For two people yeah. who are, to say the least, very skeptical about it, even it sounds like even we are saying that's weird. And a lot of coincidences, and yeah. like you said, a lot of this can be explained away. And mm. of course, you know there was a lot of questionable behavior surrounding yeah. all these circumstances. Sure. However, you know, I'm, I am a skeptic. I'm going to say, mm-hmm. I don't think the car is cursed, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that there are a lot of believers out there mm-hmm. and, and for good reason. And if you look into it, who knows, you may be a believer as well. And not all of it can be explained as, as I think the, uh, the strangest part, but for our listeners out there, thanks so much for tuning in again, you guys, uh, hope you enjoyed listening to this episode And if you have any ideas, uh, if there are any haunted or cursed cars that you'd like us to take a look at, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the howstuffworks.com homepage. Hello! 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor. Gene was wooden. But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.